Welcome to the Toffee Blues, your source for all things Everton. And welcome to an interview with an absolute Everton legend in my eyes. A very special Everton player, plenty of accolades, and very notably Everton's first ever black captain, Mr. Kevin Campbell, super Kevin Campbell. Uh, a very How are you warm doing? Welcome. I love that. I love the intro, James. I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very pleased you like it. I mean, you know, you need no introduction on. On the on these channels, you know how it is. Very very popular still with Everton fans, and and why the hell not? Let's be honest, you've been absolutely brilliant. I mean, a great ambassador for the club during your time here, and of course, since you're doing a very good job of uh, representing the club as a pundit as well. I think you're doing a great job. Yep. Yeah, the listen, the Blues, the Blues need it. You know, not a lot of these pundits are for Everton. I can no, tell you that much. A, a lot of them are from a certain side, other side of the park, aren't they? Yeah, you know what I mean? So I see Ozzy's getting through, which is good. Leon Osman. Yeah. Ozzy's getting yeah. through as well. So, you know, we've got to represent, man. Yeah, it's going it's going really well. It's going great to see it on, on the TV and that. So it's, it's it's great that you're so involved in, you know, the punditry and getting involved on all the channels. And, you know, it's great to have you on Toffee Blues at long last. Uh, honestly, absolute privilege to have you on. Uh, no, it's my pleasure. Honestly, it's great to have you on. Uh, so, of course, first of all, I have to ask, how, how are you getting on in your life? How has everything been? Obviously, it's been a very difficult last year or so. We're coming up to the anniversary of lockdown and everything yeah, been okay. How are you doing? Yeah, it's been fine. I mean, it's been, it's been, it is what it is. I've never been busier, to be honest, James. I've been really busy. Um, everything, obviously, where normally you're at the stadiums or I'm traveling, obviously, by Christmas. Just after Christmas, um, that got cut because of the travel. So I'm set up at home now. So I've got the, the big camera here and everything. I've got the lighting. I've got all the rig. I've got everything. So everything's done from home most of the time now. The odd time I have to go to the studio, which is allowed. Um, but most of the, the online, uh, most of the punditry stuff is done online. So it's okay. Yeah, so you've got a little studio going on at home now, haven't you? Well, I've got all sorts going on there, by the way. Got all sorts going on. So I can't complain. I can't complain, to be fair. Um, I'm glad everything's been going really, really well for you. And um, we'll get straight into the, the nitty-gritty of uh, your career. Of course, you started as an Arsenal player. I mean, a Lambeth lad. You know, you made your debut against us in 1988. Yeah. Yep. That was that last team... Um, Big Nev, Ratcliffe, Gary Stephen, Trevor Stephen, um, Pat Van Der Nau, Reedy, Bracewell, Sheedy, um, Graham Sharp, uh, Adrian Eve up front. You know, that team. That was the that last was the, sort of... That was their last game altogether. After that, they got broken up. That was in 88. That was my first game. Yeah, that was... So, yeah, you got to, you know, at least get one chance against the That was probably like, you know, that was the probably the best team. We haven't had a team that good since, you know, so, you know, you, yeah. you burst onto the scene, you know, Everton were very much top dogs at that time and, you know. Well, this is the thing, you know, Arsenal were up and coming and 
Everton were, it was, it was Everton and Liverpool kind of at the top. But I think Everton had the edge. Everton had the edge at that time. We were a great side. And, um, you know, I was, the, I was the young one of that squad. So we were kind of the, the new kids on the block and, you know, trying to make a name for ourselves, etc. And uh, unfortunately, that team got broken up. And um, it, it's, Everton have, haven't really seen a team like it since. No, it is. It's a real shame. But I mean, it wasn't a shame for yourself, of course. The year after that, Arsenal went on to win the title at Anfield, didn't they? Yes, yes. After and you know started, the, night. James, you know the funny thing about that night? After the, listen, it was obviously it was Hill's retirement. It was very sad time. So the season got prolonged. And I was on loan at Leighton Orient. I came back to Arsenal, which was great. So I could I could train with the lads and all that up up until the build-up of the because it was on a Friday night. Yes, right. We yeah. traveled up the traveled up the day of the game. Played the game after the game. Obviously, Arsenal won. It was great. And, you know, the Liverpool fans obviously disappointed. But we're driving along the East Lanks on the coach. And there's a big pub on the left-hand side as you go down the East Lanks. It's an Everton pub. And the Blues are out there doing the conga, blowing kisses to Arsenal. It was brilliant, honestly. It just showed you the city. He's, he's like, you know, if you're not ready, you, the Blues were all over. Yeah, I mean, I'm it pretty sure we were brilliant. happy about that because we just uh, lost the FA Cup final to them just before that as well. So that's right. It might have been a bit of redemption for us there. <laughs> but yeah, of course, like I say, when you first broke into you know, professional football with Arsenal, Everton were top dogs. On the other hand, when you first joined Everton, we were very much in the mire in terms of you know, when you signed, we were in a lot of trouble. We a lot of our fans consider you to be the saviour. For us in 1999, you scored nine goals in eight games. Did you feel any pressure? Did you feel that sort of spectre of relegation looming over you when you signed for us in 1999? Well, I've been keeping... Uh, from Turkey, I've been keeping uh, in touch with how the Premier League was going. And, you know, it kind of baffled me at times because the squad was really good. But the problem was you didn't have a striker. I know Ibrahim Bakayoko was at the club, et cetera, but it hadn't really worked out for him. And Danny Cadd and, and Franny Jeffers was playing. Two yeah. immensely talented youngsters, but you need someone with a bit of experience. So as soon as I found out there was five teams interested in taking me back on loan, and Everton was the first name. As soon as he said Everton's name, I said, yeah, that's where I'm going. Because again... I know what size the club it is. I know what the fan base is like. Um, and it was just for me. I just knew it. I, I don't know why. I just knew it. Everton were for me. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant to hear. I, I love that. You know, it, you, do, you just, just sometimes it just chooses you, doesn't it? And you know. Listen, let me tell you. It, and even before I, I met Walter Smith, on the plane from London coming up, I was sat beside this fella on the plane and uh, we got chatting and he was, he was telling me, uh, you know, what are you doing? So I said, I'm, going, I'm doing a bit of work in Liverpool. He says, oh, he says, um, anywhere that I might know. I says, I'm not sure if you know. So I said, what team do you support? So he says, oh, I'm a blue. He says, oh. So he started telling me all the, on this 40-minute flight, he was telling me all the trials and tribulations. 
Jays, it was brilliant. Told me, you know, the Evertonians, we love our players. We just want them to give 100% and da, 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 da. He didn't even know until we got through. And there was Walter Smith and Bill Ellaby waiting for me. And he was like, oh my God, it's brilliant. Oh, so, you know, it was brilliant. It really was brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I love that story as well. I'd love to know where this guy was who you've been speaking to <laughs> on the plane. I'd love to... He did. He did come to the. Um, he came to the West Ham game, uh, as my guest. Six 0 That yeah, the yeah. He came to that game, and uh, he was he was in tears after. <laughs> he was in tears. He couldn't believe it. He said, "Oh my god, brilliant, absolutely brilliant." It was incredible. Obviously, the end of that season. You said a couple of other teams were interested. Can you name any names? Uh, no, because th- there was five teams. And he, he got to Everton. Everton was the first one out of his mouth, and that was it. I said, I don't oh, hear no more. That's... The no, I said, that's where I'm going. Again, because of making my debut there, I, I playing against you quite a few times, knowing what type of club you are, I know that's Everton's the one. That was the one. That's incredible. I'm so happy to hear that. Of course, it's, it's great to... Yeah, so on talk about the club like that before you even got involved. I mean, you know, you signed, of course, under Walter Smith. I mean, we'll just take a moment to actually give good wishes to Walter Smith and wish him speedy recovery. He's not been too well yeah. lately, not in the best right. of health. So yeah. speedy recovery to Walter Smith as well. Um, what made you join Everton? Is it like, did anyone else sort of give you a little push in the right direction? Didn't need to. Didn't Next. need to. Didn't need to give me a push. Um, I, I spoke to Walter Smith on the phone. Um, he was he was good as gold. So I said, right, I'm 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 coming over, and I'll come straight up to see you. And that's what I done. I left Turkey, all my stuff, travelled all the way up with all my stuff, and met him. <laughs> so yeah, Everton would have, Everton were for me. He didn't need to convince me. He just said, look, we need somebody like yourself to come into the to the team. You've got all the experience and you probably get the best out of our young our young strikers. So come in and see what you can do. That's all he said to me, to be honest. That's so, brilliant. you know, it was easy. It's easy. It's easy to join Everton, man. Easy. I wish it was that easy for everyone, you know. Was, uh, <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm just it's brilliant to hear, like obviously how easily convinced you were to join the club, and how great it wasn't. Like you said, you could bring the best out of some of the younger players, and you certainly did that. You know, I think that team looked like it was you know night and day between before you signed and when you were playing in that team. You know, end of the season was very impressive, and you know you look back now, you had the likes of Dave Watson, Donaldson, Unsworth, Billich, you know Nick Barnby, Matarazzi. You know, back all there was a brilliant team there. Yeah. You know, David Williams. Excellent team. Excellent team. Tony Grant was in there. You know, John Collins. Yeah, you were, listen, Everton, Everton had a really good squad. Really good squad. For me, it was just a matter of coming in and doing my job. If once I do my job, I knew I was going to get chances. Having trained with Franny, I'd seen Franny and Danny... Franny, he suited my game a lot better. It took a little bit of time for Danny to work it out, which we played together at times and done well. But Franny, 
the way he plays all oh, was perfect for me. I knew exactly what to do with him. And, you know, it's not as if we worked on it in training. We just, I just knew straight away and we just clicked. And, you know, we done some, we went on a good run, didn't we? And that was the key. Win that, win that game after hitting the bottom three, win that game against Coventry at Goodison. That was the key. We yeah, won I mean, that game and then we pushed on. Yeah, there's some excellent performances. You know, I think there was a win at Newcastle. And yep. I think you, you mentioned the 6 0 against West Ham as well, which. Well, we beat Charlton. We beat Charlton at home 4 1, I think it was. And Charlton were going pretty good. Um, yeah, it was a six pointer the... as well. Like, he went yeah, down. Yeah, that was a six pointer. You know, that was a six pointer. But we, we sorted them right. I think it was about 4 1 at Goodison. And, um, you know, our tails were up. We were, we were flying. We really were flying. And, you know, we flew right the way into the next season as well. You know, we started the next season really strongly. Uh, between that, of course, you initially came in on loan. In that yeah. summer, of course, the deal was made permanent. But you're always confident that you'd end up staying on a permanent basis. Uh, no, I wasn't, but I was going to try and force it, James. I've got to be honest with you. Um, obviously, I had, a, I had one year left in Turkey and it hadn't worked out. For whatever reasons, you know, the press, the press made life a little bit difficult, but the, the president wanted me back. So as opposed to doing the deal with Everton, I had to, I was trained on my own. I had to fly out with an Everton delegation out to, to see him in, in Turkey. So we sat down there and, and we spoke, etc. Then me and, me and him went on a walk and uh, we had a little discussion. And uh, he came back and he says, okay, I'll allow him to go. That was it. And then yeah. I flew straight from there. We were uh, in Pisa, Choco, in, uh, for pre-season, joined up with the boys out there. And uh, it was brilliant. I was an, ever, ever, I was an Everton player. Yeah. At the time. Brilliant. And I mean, of course, once you got into the... You also had a bit of experience already, so you were settled in already, very comfortable. Uh, you mentioned a few players who, you know, who were there when you came in. A lot of those players left the club. You know, the club was in a bit of a perilous financial position when you signed. And yeah. I think your sign was funded by the departures of a few other players. You know, you had Maserati, Bakor, Bakayoko as well. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was one of them. It was the Tough club. time. James. Yeah, it was it was tough. I thought, I thought like, you know, I always think you see the circumstances with the situation the club was in. I think the team did excellently given what was going on behind the scenes. Well, what the what the fans? I think the fans understand now, but at the time didn't quite understand or get was the, the club. The club was struggling financially, and they they said to me that they want to make the deal permanent which is fine. I said, yeah, okay, no problem. But I knew that they had to get rid of some big earners. And they made some moves. You know, we started the season fine. And it wasn't easy because when you know that you're struggling and you can't bring people in, you can't bolster the squad. You can't make it stronger. That's hard. Even as a player, it's hard to know. And then one, and then you you think one summer, the whole midfield gets sold. Yeah. Hudson, Bambi, all you know, all yeah, these guys. Jump, they all go. 
It was a real kick you in know. the teeth, I think 2000, the summer. Well, you got to remember for me, I was getting chances left, right and centre. We were winning games, we were doing well. And then the home midfield goals and they bring in Tommy, Tommy G, Tommy Gravison and Alex Nyarko. Those two came in, I think four went out. Yeah. And a lot of the four that went out was my supply line. Don Hutchinson, who... Don Hutchinson, you two clicked so well. Click, br- brilliant brain power. He's a baller. Nick Barnby, I know he was much maligned in the end, but me and him got on so well. He was a clever player as well. You know, Olivia Decor went the season before, etc. So, you know, lost, I, lost, I lost quite a bit of that, that flair from the midfield that I craved. I'd gone yeah. and it was obviously having to try and work work out Tommy G and work out Alex Nyarko and see if they could, you know, create chances. And it, it's it's going to take time. That's difficult. It's going to take time. It, it did, but obviously before all that, we do have to touch on the 99-2000 season and a specific game. You'll know which one it is. Uh, 27th of September, well, 1999. Well, I've, I've, I've got two new members in the club. I passed yeah. the baton on, and there's two new members in the club, but we can get to that, James. We'll get to that at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, also, no, f- listen, it was, it was, th- that was the derby because my first game for Everton was a Merseyside derby. That's right. You lost 3 2, isn't it? That? We lost 3 2. Olivia, the course, scored from 40 yards, and, you know, it was like, wow. The atmosphere, everything was brilliant. We were on the wrong end of a 3 2, but I thought, Oh, I felt it. I thought, oh, this, you know, my first two derbies were at Anfield. Like, lost the first one, but we won the second one. And uh, obviously there's that goal, isn't there? You know, the goal. Nick Barnby into Franny Jeffers' reverse pass. Just hit it, hit it as early as you can. It went in. And as I say, my memory was seeing Blues in the cop. I'd never forget that, James. Yeah. There was... Seeing Blues jumping around in the cop. It's amazing. Yeah, you don't really get that in other derbies. You don't get it much in in our derbies nowadays either, to be honest. But it was there was something very special about those games, and obviously you left your stamp on it. And like you say, Richie's Richie and Gilfie Sigurdsson have taken uh, the bat on. No, now. no, they've not taken it. They've passed it on. I didn't want it for twenty two years, James. I You've didn't been trying want to get rid of it. For, you've been trying to get rid of I've it. I've been trying to get rid of it for so long. And the one, and then I, I, I used some reverse psychology. I said, well, I want to keep it. I said it this season. I want to keep it. And look, it's gone. Get it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, let's just hope that we're not talking about um, Richard. I hope it's not another it's 22 years. Yeah. 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 But honestly, obviously, you've really left your mark as an Everton player when you, know, when you score the winner at Anfield. It's very special. And how did that feel? Oh, do you know, you don't realise at the time. You know it's an important goal, but we scored so early that there was still a whole match to play. And obviously there was free sendings off, you know, throughout the match, etc. 10v9 in the end. Uh, but you, you get over the line and you win the game and the Annie Road, all the Blues are down there and you're celebrating with them. And you, you realise the enormity starts to hit you. But, it's, you know, it's not until you leave Everton that you start to realise how, how much it means. Because every Evertonian I meet, you know, who put the ball in the red side, that's, that's what they say to me. It means so much to them. And 
you know, I'm just so privileged. I'm so proud to have been a captain and to have scored a winning goal at Anfield for the Blues. Yeah, it was great. It's, it's one of those. It was a very memorable moment. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit too early for me. I was uh, still only three years old when that one went in. So. Yeah, yeah, your baby. Your baby. <laughs> but then obviously we move on to the next one. Like you say, the whole midfield gets sold and I think some real, you know, hammer blows to lose those kind of players. Yeah. You brought, we brought in, like you say, Gravison, Yarko, Alexanderson. But, of course, we brought in Gaza as well. What would he like to play and train with? Yeah, Gaza was a, Gaza was a bundle of fun. He was, um, he's still, on his, on his day, he still could turn it on. But the problem was, you know, he, was, he, he wasn't the same Gaza. Injury-wise, he wasn't the same guy. But I'd, 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 played, I'd played with and against him against, uh, back early on in the career. And believe me, me was unstoppable. And uh, he showed some flashes of that at, at, at Goodison Park. But, you know, it's a laugh a minute with him and, the, and the, the backroom staff. I think the backroom staff, a lot of them are still there now. And um, Jimmy Martin, Jimmy Comer, Tony Sage, you know, and all the guys back in the backroom staff, Les. These guys should take a lot of credit because they've seen a lot of managers come and go. And... Um, you know, these guys are really, really good with the players, keeping the players on an even keel, letting the players know what the derby's about, you know, everything. It's uh, it's important to have, you know, big blues behind the scenes. It's good to know that we have that. It's not that we sort of looked into, like, the bathroom staff and who the personnel are. So it's nice that you've shone a light on those guys. Oh, big, big, big blues, mate. Big blues. I mean, Jimmy Martin, he's the kit man. He used to drive the coach. You know what I mean? He used to drive the coach. The, he's the a team coach. Him, isn't he? Oh my God, yeah. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Jimmy Comer as well. Jimmy the Rub. He's the masseur. <laughs> he's excellent. Tony Sage, he's one of the assistant uh, top, assistant kit men. He's another top, top guy. And Les used to do the security for the team, etc. Um, all big blues. Great people behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, mean a lot to have these guys still at the club. Yeah, it's, I think it's really important. I've never understood, like, just how many of the backroom staff have played the part in terms of, like, you know, like you say, the influence on the players. And, you know, it's great to know that we've still got that going strong, like, even to this day. All of them. All of them play their part, believe you me. Because if there's any, if there's any player who comes in who doesn't understand what it means to play for Everton or doesn't understand what the Merseyside derby means, let me tell you, after a conversation with those boys, they will know. And it's brilliant. That's, that's excellent, honestly. It's, it's really pleasing to know that we've still got this going on. Um, of course, you talk about like man Dave team managers come and go. Of course, Walter Smith was sacked in 2002 after a poor run. How did you feel at the time about the manager leaving? The manager, of course, had brought you into Everton in the first place. Yeah, yeah I was gutted. I really was gutted. He got the sack because of the financial constraints and, and the team were trying to bed together. You know, if you'd, if you'd have kept the same players that we had, we wouldn't have had a problem. But when you take the whole midfield out and then you, you try and replace it with a new midfield, it's going to take time. And, you know, we didn't hit the ground running for whatever reason. And uh, Walter Smith, unfortunately, was a victim of of the problems that the club were in. But, you yeah. know, I, I, I thank him 
so much for bringing me to, to Everton Football Club, for taking the chance to, to bring me in on loan. And, um, you know, what a, what a fantastic man manager as well. What a great guy to manage Everton Football Club. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out. But, hey, we all know that's football. Yeah, certainly. And I think it didn't help, obviously, such a key figure in the team you were. I think you had a lot of injuries that campaign, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, I had, a, I had a couple of injuries here and there. But again, it's all part of the game, isn't it? There's not much you can not much you can do. Nobody goes out to get injured. Nobody goes out to lose form or, or, or lose games. You always go out there, you prepare to win. And unfortunately, it didn't quite work out for, uh, for Walter Smith in the end. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. Obviously, David Moyes was the replacement, came in and pulled out Meyer. What did you make of his appointment? What was it like working with David Moyes? Yeah, David Moyes was was meticulous. He was he was he, excuse me. He was a good coach, and he gave he gave the team a lift, uh, made us defensively stronger um, than w- what we were, and that got us over the line. Won some games, got over the line, and then obviously it was the summer. And he was going to have a full whole season ahead um, to, to 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 mold to mold the squad. And uh, he'd done a, done a really good job. He certainly did. Of course, he he must, he must have sort of changed things up. He's changed things up a lot in terms of the age. And he, he sort of cut the age of the squad down a lot. And I think a big one was like, what was the big differences between Walter and David's managing styles? Uh, I think because Walter Smith didn't really take the coaching, Archie Knox took the coaching, and yeah. Walter was more of a—he was more of an observer. He'd watch, he'd pull people out, he'd explain to them what he wants, etc. Which, which worked, you know, it worked for us. And then, obviously, once you get rid of that midfield, it's a matter of other players having to bed in. Thing is, David Moyes was was a younger man. He was a hands-on manager. He took all the training with uh, Alan Irving as well. You know, they were a good tandem. And he was really hands-on with the, with the team and the squad. So I suppose it was a bit different. But as I said, you know, he was success, been successful at Preston and came in and had the energy and the, and the drive to, to shake things up a bit at, at, at Goodison Park and, uh, you know, done pretty well. Yeah, he, he certainly did. Like you say, he pulls out the mire and then we had a very decent season the year after. Of course, though the, the that was the year. Of course, you were named as Everton captain two thousand and one two. What was the what was that like to be named as you know first ever Everton's first ever black captain? How important do you think that is? Well, it was it was one of the proudest moments of my career. I, I know how big and 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 how how prestigious Everton Football Club is. Obviously, what's gone on for now. It hasn't been as successful as it would have liked, but you know, I'm old school. I know the club. I know all the people in and around the football club. I know that that badge, what it means, and uh, it was an absolute pleasure. I, I thought it was a wind up to start with. To be honest with you, I really did. I thought it was a wind up, but you know, the uh, manager at the time was Walter Smith. He told me about you know. I want you to be manager. I said, but David Weir's manager. So he, we had a chat with David Weir and David Weir says, no, 
said, I want you to be captain. So it's like, well, if you've got the players on your side as well, you've got, you've, 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 um, you've done really well. So again, another proud moment, you know, leading the team out at Goodison Park and winning games. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. And, you know, it was, it was all, it was, I think, you know, you represented the club, like I said, at the very start, you know, you, you've always represented the club with a plum on and off the pitch. So, you know, it, it was no, should be no surprise that you had the chance to captain Everton. Well, many don't. You know, there's, there's many a player, great player who's been at uh, Goodison Park um, with, with esteemed names, etc., who've never had the, the pleasure of, you know, putting that captain's armband on and leading the team out. And uh, for me to be the first black captain uh, is tremendous for me. And uh, again, another proud moment. I've had some really proud moments in my career and uh, quite a few of them have come at Goodison Park. So I yeah. can't complain, James, I can't complain. Definitely, you've got plenty of, uh, you know, there's plenty of entries for Kevin Campbell in Everton's history books. Yeah, well, you know, it's, again, I just think it was meant to be, honestly, I, it was meant to be for me to join Everton Football Club. I felt it straight away, even before I'd gone to the club. So when, as soon as that name got uh, got mentioned, that was the only club. You bit the hand off. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did, literally, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, of course, like the 2002-03 season, the first four ones of David Moyes, you were the joint top goal scorer with Thomas Radzinski and I've actually interviewed Thomas on the channel before and he spoke very highly of you. He, you know, you you guys had a really good like group of strikers around the team at the time. You know, Wayne Rooney is of course Duncan Ferguson. What was it like to have that kind of healthy competition during your time at Everton? And you know, what was it like working with these players that strike partnerships? You mentioned yeah, Jefferson no, I before. Yeah, I think the important thing for us was there was a big dunk, obviously myself, Rads, and Wayne Rooney. When you've got when you've got four strikers who can who can all play together, in a sense, it gives you options. And any team of note, you have to have a bit of rotation at the top end of the pitch. And you know, it was it was becoming more of a squad game. It was it was come it was coming more of a you know because we had some versatile players we could change system mid game if we needed to I mean there was times where myself and Duncan Ferguson were playing up front you know and uh, and scaring the life out of teams you know big Duncan me it was brilliant but you know we also had flair we had speed in Rads and and Wayne Rooney etc so we had to. We could shuffle the pack, and I think that's what David Moyes done really well with that, with that, with that team, especially the front line. Yeah, he, he certainly did. And that season, we did very well. You know, it was a, one of our better seasons in that yeah. sort of year. It wasn't the best of eras, but we finished in the top half that season. And it was, you know, a, there was a lot of talk. Obviously, Wayne Rooney. What was it like playing with Wayne Rooney? Like you've seen him break through as a kid. Yeah, I, I first played with him at fourteen. You know, and uh, he was 14 and I was like, I thought he was one of the, I thought it was Taffy's nephew or something. I didn't know who he was. And then we got to, we were playing Southport and um, got to the ground and he got in the dressing room and he put the kit on and the kit was miles too big for him. I'm thinking he's only coming out for the warm up. 
And uh, he says, you know, you've heard of that kid Rooney? I said, I've heard the name, but I don't know who he is. He said, that's him. I said, that little kid there? He says, yeah. So he said, treat him like a first team player. And I was like, really? Nutty. I said, that, I said, how old is he? He said, 14. I just went, oh, for God's sake. Well, James, what I witnessed on that pitch at Southport at 14, woo, special, special, special. I came in the next day. We won the game three, I think it was three, one or three nil or whatever. Wayne scored two. I came in the next day and I, I was in the dressing room and some lads started coming. I said, listen, hey, I said, lads, are you heard of that Rain Rooney? They said, yeah. I said, I played with him last night. He said, he's 14. I don't want to laugh at you, Joe. I said, he should be with us now. Cubs, what have you been drinking? Da, 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 da. Two years later, straight from school with the first team, after one training session, all the boys were like, oh my God. What, what is that? Never seen anything like it. Not at 16. No chance. Yeah, it was obviously based onto the scene and, you know, it was a brilliant season for many a reason, you know. We had, there's a few random Everton players, you know, we, we like to give them a mention, Joe, if you like, you know, nomadic characters, if you like, the ones that, like, you know, have got a few funny moments, you know, there's, there's a few interesting ones. Tommy Gravison is one worth asking about, Tommy like, G, the antics yeah, and what he got G. up to. Uh, Tommy G was brilliant, uh, absolutely brilliant. Mad as a box of frogs. Um, <laughs> so, I think honestly, they, I actually think that might have been word for word what one of the other guys I interviewed said about yeah. it. Yeah, he's mad, he's mad as a box of frogs. He is. He's absolutely crazy. But you know what? He's got a heart of gold and he wants to win. That's what we love. We love players who wants to win. He's got superb ability. But he's just a nutcase. He is a nutcase. You know, one before we leave one summer, he's got he's got three cars. We come back to come back to preseason, he's got a Nissan Micra. You know, green one, wire ridge. You know, he's just, that's Tommy. And he loved it. Honestly, he loved it. Just crazy, but a lovely lad. Lovely lad. Had good fun with Tommy. Another interesting one uh, was, you know, Lee Tierham, Lee Wei Feng. That was an, obviously, it was quite interesting signing to the club. Yeah, Lee T. They, and listen, they were lovely, lovely guys. They were lovely lads. And Lee T, he, he, I think he was a, a, a little bit more open solely because I think he, he played a lot more than Wei Feng did. He did, yeah. Wei Feng found it a little bit more difficult because he weren't playing, um, you know, in the team. But Lee T had a, was, was a really good player, good engine. And, you know, we, we, had, we had some good laughs with him. He was a, he was a nice guy, nice player. Yeah, you know... These, there's not many characters, you know, these, these sorts of characters who've come and gone, you know, there's players that, like, maybe didn't, like, stay very long, but play, fans always remember them quite fondly. Well, do you remember, you remember do you remember Idan Tal? Idan Tal, I remember him, yeah. Idan Tal, the winger. Well, his nickname, I, I nicknamed him Winston, right? Winston. <laughs> Yeah, Winston. I said, listen, I said, you want to come down to Brixton? And I said, I'm going to call you Winston. And that name stuck with him. We all used to call him Winston when he, when he come to London. So, uh, no, he was, a, he was a nice lad, really nice lad. Israeli international, good left foot. And, uh, yeah, he's another one of them guys who kind of played him but was on the periphery at times. But, uh, yeah, again, like, they're all, all like these interesting players. It's great to hear these stories. 
Uh, we're going to fin- finish up, obviously, going through your career and sort of order. We're, we'll finish with the 2004-05 season. It was your last as an Everton player. You left in January. But um, what caused that decision to leave in the end? Was it a difficult decision to make to leave Everton? Uh, it was, but it wasn't because obviously I was captain of the football club, but I wasn't playing. David Moyes had changed it. You know, there was James Beatty had been brought in and uh, Marcus Bent was there. You know, two two very good players. And we changed the system. And, you know, my under David Moyes, I weren't, I was, sometimes I was on the bench, but I wasn't, I wasn't starting games. And that when you get into your 30s, you need to you need to be playing games. So I was I, I remember training one Sunday and there. This was in the January transfer window. Training uh, at, at Belfield one Sunday and and travelling home, and my phone went and it was uh, the club telling me that I've I've got permission to speak to Brown Robson. Spoke to Brown Robson. You know it was about West Bromwich Albion and the Great Escape and. Um, you know, it happened so quick. I met I met um, Brian Robson on that that same Sunday afternoon. I was down signing. I was down in West Bromwich Albion signing on the next day. So I didn't really get an opportunity to say goodbye to the Everton fans until we played Everton for West Brom. And um, you That's know phenomenal. that was one of. Yeah, one nil. But that, after the game, that was one of the most most emotional times I've ever been on a football pitch. Because um, the game had finished, I'd waved to the fans and everything, and I was on, and the, the away section was just sh- uh, charting for me. And I never, I, I've never been that emotional on a football pitch. So I, was, I was walking towards them, and Evertonians were coming over, the, the, you know, running past the stewards and grabbing me and and everything. And it was it was so emotional, and uh, it was a really touching moment. The club, the club is special to me, and uh, will always be in my heart, James. Always. That's that's amazing. You know what? That's that's how it is for all of us as fans. You know, we always love it when a player. You know, of course, you had no affiliation for the club when you know growing up. You to come in and you know, feel it the way we feel is, you know, it's it's obvious. So every every word you say that you know it, you've grasped everything that it means to support Everton, and you know it's 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 incredible, isn't it? You know. Not always, not always. Well, ever listen, ever and a part of me now. I can't get away from it now. Ever a part of me, the part of me now. So, you know, obviously buzzing after the derby win. You know, two 0 at Anfield, absolutely. But I couldn't sleep the night. Honestly, I was absolutely buzzing. And uh, ever and a part of me, ever and are in my heart. So, you know, that's it's part of life now. Yeah, that's. You know, it's one of those, it's like that for all of us, isn't it? You know, the ups and the downs. And, you know, speaking of the ups and downs, obviously, West Bromwich Albion stayed up that season. Uh, greatest you, escape. Yeah. The greatest, greatest escape. of escapes. Yep. Uh, you played a massive part in that. I'm pretty sure, did, did Brian Robson name you as captain, even though you'd only yeah. just arrived? Well, I, I wasn't captain straight away. Um Obviously, I had to bed myself in. I knew quite a few of the players there, etc. But it was a it was a matter of working myself into the dressing room and 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 seeing who who the characters were, who were up for it, who wasn't, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And I, I, I really got on. I mean, I got on with Brian Robson really well. Got on with Nigel Pearson really well. Craig Shakespeare really well. Michael Appleton, all these guys. Got on with the team really well. And um, I think it was after a, a we drew 2-2 at home to Crystal Palace and with Crystal Palace. And we went to on a trip to Orlando. And um, it was an international break. And while we were out there, um, Brian Robson said to we had a team meeting and Brian Robson said, um, the boys want you to be captain. That's I said, amazing. Me? He said, me? I said, me? He said, yeah, it's the boys human. want you to be captain. You know, so I said, okay. So we had another meeting after that and I kind of told him what I thought about how we can stay up, what we need to do, etc. And from that moment on, we went on this this mad run and um, we ended up staying up last game of the season, which was, honestly, it was the greatest of escapes. It really we was. We made history. And it was, it was, um, it was incredible. And I mean, you know, at the same time, Everton finished fourth um, just after you'd, uh, after you'd left. Were you happy for Everton getting into the top four, even though you were obviously in the close to West Brom by this point? Uh, of course, of course I was. You know, listen, like I say, Everton apart me now, you know, there's no getting away from it. I don't want to get away from it. Um, you know, Evertonians know who I support. I supported Arsenal since I was a kid. But Everton's in my heart now and I'm, I can't turn my back on Everton. So that's it's part of my life now. And uh, I was proud. I was proud to see the boys doing so well, uh, finishing fourth in the league and, and getting Champions League football. Um, which was fantastic. I always think of the, the big turning point of the season. Though. Who knows what would have happened if uh, you hadn't won that penalty off Spironi? Yeah, I know. But it, listen, you could look at, you go throughout a season, you look at certain things throughout the season, um, you know, little turning points. But Everton done it, which was great, which is what it's all about. Everton done the business and won the games and uh, finished in the top four, which was fantastic. Yeah, you know, every game counts. So we were losing that game to Crystal Palace, second game of the season. We just lost 4 1 to Arsenal, you know. Mm -hmm. The vibe was quite low around the club, you know, and we were getting beat off a newly promoted side. And, you know, you, you, you know, keep, you press the goalkeeper into a mistake and when it's a penalty, you know, I think the, the, the whole game turns on that. And then we go on a run, you know, you can't understand. Goals change you know, games. Goals, goals change games. You, you've seen it happen so many times. You get a goal and the opposition all of a sudden take a step back and you take a step forward and you roll over them. Goals change games. And however they come, James, you take it. Yeah, definitely do. You, and you've said, what I'm basically getting at is, you know, you may have left the club for a couple of months by the time it was sealed, but you certainly played your part. And, you know, no, get, thank get, you. Kick, kicking us on and getting us into that top four. You know, hopefully it won't be too long until we're there again. You know, we're actually going to fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers and toes, everything crossed, every limb. <laughs> we do it every every season, but uh, of course, turning to Everton of present, uh, you know, watching on as a pundit, like I said before as well. What have you made of Carlo Ancelotti as Everton manager this season? And like, how have you, what have you made of Everton's performance? You know, of course, we've yeah, got, we've... I, I, yeah, yeah, James. Look, I, I think Carlo Ancelotti's done a done a really good job. 
I think he's he's taking his time in what he's going to do because you can't just make wholesale changes. You've got if you're going to sign players, you've got to make sure they bed in. But what happens when you saw I, I mentioned you take out the Cortina engine and you put a Rolls Royce engine in? You know, Alan Takure, James Rodriguez. Obviously, you got um, what's his name in the midfield there, uh, Gomez. He's in the midfield as well. Tom Davis has stepped up. So now you're starting to see the midfield functioning a lot better. Yeah. But what, what that's going to do, that's going to shine the light on other positions. That ain't quite right. So when Seamus Coleman, for instance, doesn't play at right back, that is going to show up. Because whoever you put there, okay, you put Holgate there or you put um, whoever at right back. It's not the same. They're not right backs. And no, they're not right backs, and it shows up. It shows up against against some teams. You can have a one good game or two good games, but consistently performing, you, you're not going to get it until you get a specialized right back in there. And unfortunately for Seamus Coleman, you know he's it's been a it's been a long hard season. There's been a lot of games, and he suffered with some some injuries. And you need probably need another right back in in there who you could say right. He could play a season. And I think Carlo Ancelotti will go again in the summer. I think the team, the team are primed to, to, to get some additions in now for the summer. But most of the, the structure of the team, for me, is pretty good. There's only a few positions where you say, right, we could do with another centre midfielder, we could do with another forward, and we could do with a right back and maybe a, a, a wide man, etc. So... You know, you get those four positions, that squad is looking really strong. Yes, it's, it's getting there. It's, it's a lot, we have made progress this season. We've got to hope that we Definitely. finish as high up the table as we can. What do you think the next step is for Everton then? Because we win, we win the Cup this season or, you know, tough game against well, City? Well it's, the big game. well, it's a big game against City at the weekend. And listen, Everton, Everton are a football club. They need to, they need to win something. Now... Against Man City, it's going to be a tough game, but Everton could do it. I know they can. Everton can beat them, but it comes down to belief and having the right players doing the right things on the day. Because if you Definitely. take liberties with if you take liberties with Man City, they'll punish you. But you have to give them you have to give them as as good as they get. Everybody has to bring the day game for it, but that's the case with most games at this level. Yeah, well, that's the. That's the thing about Man City. With, with Man City, you've got to raise your game. If you don't, you know, they, 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 they could be victorious. So I just hope Everton turn up and give them a right right going over. Yeah, let's see. Uh, fingers crossed there. Finally, of course, uh, what do you think the future holds for Everton moving on beyond this season? Yeah, beyond this season, I see Carlo Ancelotti adding to the squad, making the, str the squad stronger. I think it's very important. Um Obviously, great news about the new stadium, uh, Bramley Moor Dock. Uh, and um, look, at the end of the day, Everton need to be competing when they go into that stadium. That's the that's the gig. Um, Carlo Ancelotti gets it. He gets what it's like being at Everton. He's got big dunkers. He's number two. So I only see Everton on the rise. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure we will be here to, you know, a better decade ahead. You know, new stadium. Hopefully, you found success. 
Well, that's the name of the game. And you, for once now, there's a manager there who knows how to do it. That's the key. He knows how to do it. He knows how to build the team. And I, I'm, I'm confident he will build the team to compete. Oh, yeah. Well, you, not many managers better. So, you know, we're in good hands. Very much so. Yeah. Um, but we'll finish with our quick fire questions. We always finish our interview with these quick questions. Uh, firstly, of course, the best player you played with at Everton. Who would that be? Uh, best player I played with at Everton, I would say um, it's got to be Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. God forbid, even at 16. Well, 16, 17, he was, he was still tremendous. And then he's gone on, kicked on, isn't he? So, yeah. Incredible. Uh, the best memory of your time at Everton? Uh, the best memory of my time was after the six goal goals in against West Ham at home. Fans are coming on the pitch and just laying down. And I loved it. I, the atmosphere was just electric. I absolutely loved that day. Incredible. And your mate off the plane was there as well. Yep. Yep, crying up in the stands, yeah. Oh, fantastic. And uh, finally, in typical Toffee Blues fashion, we end, the, we end with the last question, not to do with football. What's your favourite film? Uh, I, I haven't got one. I've got too many. Too many films. Go yeah, on. I've got too many films. I mean, one, one film, I like Shawshank Redemption. I like that. I like The Green Mile. I like... Um, there's so many films that I like. I like a lot of the old films. You're like a film comedies. junkie then? Yeah, I like comedies, etc. You know, because when you played, you had a lot of times on coaches. So you used to bring the, the laptop or the DVD player and watch that. You know what I mean? So that was easy to all streaming. No, no, forget all that streaming stuff. We didn't have that. It was CDs, man. We had to bring. So, yeah. Usual Suspects is a, another good one. Oh, yeah. Some good, some good shouts there. I mean, no surprise. Some very good taste. Uh, but that, that brings us to the end of the interview anyway. Thank you so much, Kev, for joining us. You know, no problem. Real, real privilege. And, you know, real thanks for having me on. And hopefully uh, we could do this again at the end of the season. We'll oh, see. yeah. Certainly won't be the last time. I'd like to think that we can have you on the channel. It's always a pleasure. You're always welcome. So, you know, we, we'll. We'll be pretty sure that you won't be a stranger on this channel. Now, you know, first time, definitely not the last. Nice one. Well, James, look after yourself and thanks for everybody for watching. Honestly, yeah, thank you guys for tuning on the Toffee Blues. Give this a subscribe, you know, give like, like and comment. You know, let us know your, your opinions on the interview and, of course, uh, anything that we might have missed. You know, plenty of, you know, six years of service to Everton Football Club, plenty to get through. But yeah, give this video a like, comment, and of course, subscribe for more content. And until next time, thank you guys for watching on the Toffee Blues.